0: Hello everyone, it's Curtis Reitzel and Matt Reitzel with the Wealth Building with a Purpose show, the place where we talk about everything real estate, with a special focus on wealth building. Let's ride. All right, everyone, welcome to today's episode. We are grateful to have you here. Uh, Today, we wanted to talk about a financial management secret. Secret, secret. I don't think this is really a secret. No, it's not. However, um, this is a um, yeah financial management, uh, you know, like expense management um, system that a lot of you know really successful people have implemented in their life, and it's a way to um, manage your expenses in such a way that you're purposefully moving forward and towards your goals, and you know continuing to you know save for investments. Save for a nest egg and also um, be a charitable person, all while you know, keeping your life running. Um, So, what's it called? What's the I don't really know what it's called, but the basic principle of it, I think um, a lot of people would call it like a 70 30 principle. Um, And so, the basic premise here, guys, and the numbers are going to change depending on what your current situation is and what your goals are. However, the 70-30, they say the 70% is gonna be for, um, like, let's take your income for a month, 70% of your income, you shouldn't live beyond 70% of your money. So the 70% is what you're gonna live on. Now the 30% is where the magic happens, as they say. So the 30% is divided 10, 10, 10, 10 to put into investments, 10 to put into a savings account, and then 10 to tithe or to put to charity, however you wanna look at it. And this very basic principle, you know, for some people it might be 90, 10, depending on where you're at, Or you know, if you're making, if you have a higher income, you can potentially live off less than seventy percent. So maybe you're able to allocate more towards investments, Mm -hmm. charity, and savings. Um, This principle was actually what allowed us to get into investment real estate when our incomes, you know, were were slowly growing and they weren't that that huge,
1: generally speaking. Um, Well, we were new to the business, and you know, like we came in from, like you know. I worked at canadian tire and was you know doing some personal training and you came from sobeys so it's not like we we had you know big income to start off with like we came in not making much money and you know getting into the real estate industry um so it's it's definitely i like how you mentioned it's i think the i think the overall thought is to have a plan for the money you know for your money right and it depends on how much you're making your expenses if you make more money then we would hope that you would be able to allocate more money to investments funny enough though that's not always the case you know people make you 500 600 700 000, well they have a 500 600 700 lifestyle their house is mortgaged to the max and it's you would think that if you make a bunch of money you would you know be able to automatically have more to invest but i think it's important to realize that you know the money habits that we set now, especially us being, you know, getting into this at, a, at you know, like early twenties sort of thing, right? Like, you know, we got in at a at a young age, and for us, you know, I I desire to have amazing money habits when I'm starting off, and as I grow my wealth, because it's then it's easy, it's easier as I become more successful, and as we become more wealthy, you know, through investing and business and whatnot that. These principles are are pretty much going to be the same 20 years down the line it's just maybe we're now making you know x amount more and now we can put more to investments because we're smart with our money right so i don't want people to get you know stuck on the set numbers per se more so just understand that wherever you're at in life just figure out how much you're spending to live your life and if that's 80 or 90 percent it's i mean it's just awareness because a lot of people just don't know how much they spend, how much they invest sort of thing, right? Yeah. It's just knowing the numbers allows you to make course adjustments and allows you to become better. That's it. It's just awareness, so.
0: Yeah, it's it's so true. And I think for a lot of people listening, you are you might be in a situation yourself where you're spending 100% of the money that you make. And that's, that's totally fine because before I knew about this strategy for... Um, you know, managing my expenses. I was spending everything. Um, you know, there nowadays with um, you know like credit cards and lines of credit, right. you can actually spend more than one hundred percent of what you make, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So it's just it's I, I think like hundred twenty percent. Yeah, literally, if you're making a thousand dollars a month and you have a line of credit as well, you can spend twelve hundred a month and and just build up on the line of credit, which. Yeah. It's not a good, not a good money habit. I think yeah. the first sort of thing to learn from this principle is to not spend 100% of what you make. To have a certain percentage, whether you know you're just gonna start and things are tight, and you're gonna you're gonna spend 97% on um, living, and then you're gonna have one percent for saving, one percent for investing, one percent for charity, and you think it's not much. And really, what happens is as you start implementing this principle. Um, it doesn't matter what the numbers are It's just the fact that you you bring a dollar in and you have a plan for what that dollar is going to do and you're not just going to spend a hundred percent of it on consumption and you start looking at your spending habits differently and this this starts to evolve over time, and this is literally the only reason why we were able to buy investment properties. In my opinion, um, you might have other thoughts on that. But whenever we get a commission check, I would pay my taxes, and then obviously, obviously which you know, is good because a lot pay, of people don't. <laughs> it's good that you do that. We decided from the from the beginning that I would just put thirty percent aside for taxes because in real estate. Um, They don't take your taxes off, you need to put it aside and then pay pay it at the end of the year. And then you get this bill for taxes and you have the money in an account and it's all good. And then I would, after I pay my taxes, the first thing I would do is I would do the 10% to investing, 10% to savings, and then 10% for tithing. And for me, the tithing was I would just go to the bank and pull that money out and just have it in my car and like fives and tens. Mm-hmm. And whenever somebody was asking for money, I would just I would just give it to them. I'm leaving the grocery store, someone's asking for money, you know, whatever the situation was, I would just give them a little bit of money and that, you know. Or go buy Tim Hortons with them or whatever. Whatever yeah. it was, yes. Yeah, so and then you have that money there to be able to do those to kinds give. of things. Yeah. When somebody's really in need, you can give them 50 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then also what I started noticing is that this investment property account, is what I called it, um, it was starting to accumulate money. And before you knew, we had enough saved where we could buy a property. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy smokes, this is something, it, it became so mindless. Like I didn't, when you have the system set up, and we knew what the paycheck was coming in and I automatically knew that 10% was gonna go aside into the investment property account yeah. you don't have to think about it or kind of debate in your head you're just like okay I'm gonna do that and then what I was doing was just making do with that other 70% for my living right and just and just sort of making it happen and I'll admit um, sometimes the sometimes that 70% actually wasn't enough to cover everything so this might sound a little bit counterintuitive, but there was times where I would dip into my line of credit just to make my make the ends meet for that month, and I was still putting money into the investment account, into the savings account, and into the charity account, which seems counterintuitive because I think, and this is why this strategy is so powerful. I think because most people will they'll pay all their bills first, and they'll pay their taxes, and they'll pay their rent, and all these things that are that are very important, but then they. They look at what's left at the end of that, and then they decide what to do with it. Where with this plan, you're kind of, you're determining your future first, and
1: then taking care of what's going on right now. Right. I think yeah. There's there's a few points here. Um, You have to be very. Sorry, I've been rambling. No, it's awesome. I think being being strong-willed and obviously paying your rent is important. (laughs) Paying. Paying, you know, your credit card bills, if you have a you know, balance on your credit card or your car payment, whatever. All this stuff is important and you have to, I mean, in a lot of situations you have to do because you don't want to get evicted if you're renting. You obviously don't want to lose your property if you have a mortgage. Like, all this stuff is important to do and we, we need to respect the payments that, you know, respect the debt that we took on, right? If you took on a mortgage to buy a house, you took on a car and you financed it, you got to respect that mortgage or respect that debt that you have but it's also you have to respect yourself because a lot of people, you know, they're kind of just willy-nilly through life and not taking their investments serious. And it's scary because you know, gone are the years where you work for a company for 40, 50 years and you retire with a fat pension and a gold watch. Like those days are I don't want to say they're gone, but like they're they're all they're pretty much gone. Like we we need to figure our figure out our financials beyond our job beyond our company that we work with all that we need to figure that out to be independently wealthy i mean if you're if you're serious about when you're 60 or 70 years old and even before 50 40 years old if you're serious about you know being in a position where you can take care of yourself and take care of your loved ones and do cool stuff like we need to take this seriously and that's why you know I'm kind of getting like on my soapbox here, but it's important to respect that, that money that goes into your investment account, you need to respect that money. Cause that's your future. Like that is, it's not your whole future cause it's money isn't everything, but it's a big part of it. Cause that's gonna allow you to buy that property, which then in five or six, seven years will allow you to then pull out money to buy another one. And that, you know what I'm saying? Like that just allows you to make some moves. That's like the make move account, I know you call it the investment account. It's like the power play account, you know. Like that's where, you know, that once you have enough saved up, you make a move, you plug that money in somewhere, and you get it working for you, right? Um, no, it, it's yeah. Just to a
0: side note with your soapbox comment, it's interesting because you can just hear, the you can hear the rich dad, you can hear the Robert Kiyosaki, you can hear the Jim Rohn, you can hear the Grant Cardone. These right. are all the different like these are all different people who use this type of strategy and for anybody listening or watching. Um, and if you're familiar with those people, you're probably just like, okay, this, you know, this I've, I've heard about this idea before and like these are the people who we learned it from, that's, it's just been such a game changer for us. Yeah. And the I think another interesting point that I always like to make is if you make 100 grand this year and you spend 100% of it on just consuming stuff, and you didn't buy any investments, what was the point of the year? Yeah. I remember hearing somebody say that, and I was like, well, and I, I get there's the other side of it. Yeah, you had, you know, you might have had valuable life experiences and all that. It's just interesting where you trade so much of your time to make, yeah. to, to make this money. And then at the end of the year, you're not actually buying any, you know, cash producing or wealth building assets mm-hmm. that are gonna allow you to step out of that and not have to do that forever. Mm -hmm. The thing that scares me the most is having to trade my time for money forever. Like, I don't mind trading my time for money now because I know that every dollar that I make, I'm putting at least 10% of it aside. If you're doing the 10% for investing, I don't mind trading my time for money now because I know that I'm building that investment account and deploying that whatever your investment strategy is. Ours is we're just using it for down payments to buy real estate. And you know there's it I guess it's kind of a means to an end in a way totally is and this is that this is just a really good strategy so if you can afford to live off of less let's say you make um, whatever it it doesn't matter what the number is if you could live off 50% of what you're making then more money then you have more money you have now 50% to allocate to those three other things Um,
1: and and that's the cool thing too about developing this this sort of mindset at at, at an earlier stage in your life is because now as you, as you hopefully, like, let's say like your are mid twenties or thirties, and you're probably more likely going to be having your income grow over the years. The cool part about having this uh, mindset from the beginning is as your income grows, you're not just blowing it all. Like that's a big, it, it's just like you said, like, what's the point of going to make a hundred grand a year? If at the end of the year, you have nothing to show for Like, yeah, you you might have a cool house and some cool stuff, but it's like, you don't have any assets that are doing anything major for you right and I feel like that's that's a big deal because so many people get locked into you know total gross income how much they make you know you know at the very end of you know you know the top line number I guess I should say and they kind of forget about okay what am I actually you know taking home and then how much is going into an investment account like I rather make half the amount of money as some like you know somebody made a million dollars I rather make 500,000 and know that all that money is working well for me. That have such a good game plan for it. Instead of making a million and only being left over with the hundred, I'd rather make five hundred and be left over with three hundred. Yeah, like, another thing to keep in mind right? here, guys. Is
0: if you're making, if you're spending a hundred percent of what you're making, who's to say that that income's guaranteed again for next year? Yeah. yeah. So that's another another whole nether rat. Rabbit hole totally. to go down. It's like if you build this lifestyle and you're based on you know making X amount of money and right. you're spending all your income on basically funding that lifestyle. Next year you get laid off. Next year you get a demotion. Next year right. that company doesn't exist anymore. You know what do they call it? The golden handcuffs. Kind of in a way, it's, it's you're it's, like it's... attaching yourself to that number. Yeah, and you know most people sort of. I think you expect to get into the job and it's just kind of continuous forever. slow growth yep. through that job and you're waiting for that promotion and you're just spending the time. I know this is definitely a, a rabbit hole here. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you know this is a strategy, so you don't need to be con- you don't need to be reliant on your paycheck forever because you're doing something intentional with it. And I think it, it, it makes life a little more exciting. Right. in general because you know that when you get a dollar you you have a plan for it and I think in a weird way the universe responds to that because it yeah. knows that you actually have a plan for what you're going to do with your money as opposed to you just get it and you just you know you pay all your bills and then you just move along and you got an extra hundred bucks and you just go club it out or you go drink it or whatever um, yeah. this, which I think yeah. that was that was something that I did a lot in my teenage years you get a paycheck you yeah. pay for your cell phone you pay for your rent or whatever and then whenever you got left you go party it <laughs> like that's yeah. that's that, that's a mentality that uh, I think a lot of people have and I don't necessarily think that there's you know in the grand scheme of things, I don't really think there's anything wrong with that because you're buying awesome life experiences. I just think you could still take a portion of your money and just put right. it aside and and build something cool for yourself so then you're not you're not, you know having to answer to other people forever.
1: Yeah, I, I have two things that will wrap, wrap up this episode. Um, it's funny because I know people that as soon as they walk into a grocery store, they have a plan. So they know they're gonna go on this side, they're gonna grab their... I mean, because grocery stores are typically yeah, you, because grocery Me stores are typically dad. set up in a way that, you know, you got like the veggies and the fruits and, you know, I like I know you do the shopping for us, so I don't really go. Um, thank you for that. Um, but everything's set up in a way that you go and you get your fruits and your veggies and then you go around, you grab your meats and then you got dairy at the back or have, however it's set up. It's typically set up in a way that you, you know, I mean, you have your list, you go through the place, you have a system. You know, you know, you're gonna spend thirty minutes, you're grabbing a bunch of stuff, but you're gonna do you're gonna follow a system, right? But then we don't have a system for our money. And I know that is kind of a bad example, but like it's just you know, we have systems for so much stuff in our life that we don't even think about. And this this system here kind of becomes that same thing where you don't even think about it anymore. You're just respecting the formula, the process, and you're just doing the you know, breaking the numbers apart every week or every two weeks or every month when you get paid, whatever and it just becomes who you are just like you brush your teeth it just becomes a habit that's built in that you don't even think about anymore like me and you i mean we track our net worth every friday morning we've done that now for almost a year and we don't even think about it anymore i mean friday morning at 70 emeralds around and you well, know, to be fair we've been doing that for like four years we, okay,
0: well, we've been doing. I've been doing it seriously for about a We've been a, doing it yeah. every single Friday. Have we? For a year. It, but yeah, we've been
1: doing that for like- Oh yeah, four, we've been doing it every single Friday for a year, but we've been
0: doing it like longer. But I'd say as, for four years, we've probably been doing it at least once a quarter. Yeah. And then it was ramped up to once a month. And then once we saw the progression, we we're like, we should just look at this every week.
1: Yeah. And we track the expenses too. But now it's just a built-in habit. Like, right, you um, don't think about that. Like seven o'clock Friday morning rolls around, all of a sudden they see you walking into the office. And we're just like, okay, net worth time. It's like, okay, cool. And it takes, and when you do it more, it takes less time. Instead of doing it once every month, it's going to take an hour or an hour and a half. We could do a whole other episode on net worth. So yeah, let's yeah, just. Yeah. But the last of... thing I want to talk about real quick, because I know we're wrapping up is I remember listening to a speech the other day and this guy was talking about how, I mean, you get a new bottle of toothpaste, right? You get a new tub of toothpaste and it's filled up, you know, maxed out toothpaste, right? And you're just like spraying that, I mean, spraying that toothpaste all over your toothbrush because you just like oh I think I know this one yeah yeah you're just spraying it across but then once you get low on the toothpaste this is a funny example when you get low on the toothpaste now all of a sudden I mean you're rationing that toothpaste right Mm. you just I mean like you're being appropriate you know with the amount that you put on you know like your toothbrush and then you just you know as soon as it gets low like you're pushing that you know toothpaste out and you're just like you're you're using every last bit of it but Kind of what I'm looking to get at with that really weird example, super weird example, um, is that, you know, we have the ability of just like, you know, with with the toothpaste and just burning our money. And then once we actually need to, at the end of the day, be smarter, we can be and we can. And what I'm getting at here is we can Hmm. live off of less on our income and it just becomes who we are. It just becomes a part of it. Like if you have three meals a day or say four meals a day, like, you know, say three meals and a couple snacks, you could probably drop one of the snacks and you'll be okay. Like it might affect you for a bit, but you can drop it. Like you can drop your caloric intake a couple hundred calories and more than likely you're going to be fine. Assuming that you don't already do that, right? You'd probably Mm -hmm. be fine. Humans have this ability to, you know, just, you know, adjust quickly. So if you think, oh, I live off of 90% of my income, I can't get to 70, you know, I bet you can. Like, I bet that you can. And I just wanted to put that out there, that funny toothpaste example. I know it's a weird one. That's a weird one. No, a like weird one. So let's I wrap like this up. That. Yeah. So
0: if you're doing the strategy, let us know how it's impacted you. And if you're not, um give it a go for a couple months and see what the impact is. And, you know, tell us how much you put in your investment property account that we really need to know. And um, let's go buy some investment real estate. Because <laughs> we're so, realtors, we can, you know, we can help you with that. <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I hope this has uh, been positive for you. And we'll see you next time.